Thank you so much, choir. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Alan. Um, Y'all are such a blessing to this church and to the enhancement of our worship here. Um, I have to say this uh, because it's just a a crazy thing that happened last night. Um, I was up here at about 9 o'clock. First of all, the Clarks were just leaving from helping set up down there. But then at 9.30, Frank walks in to practice at 9.30 at night. And then I was like, okay, it's just me and Frank. We're having a competition to see who would get finished first of what we were doing. Well, then Tim comes in at 9.45 last night (laughs) and beat us all. But I want you all to know just how much um, time and energy and effort um, that that these guys put into making our worship um, just top-notch each and every week. Well, my name is Jason Anning. I'm the youth pastor here at St. Matthew's, for those of you that don't know me. And this morning, I'm going to break every homiletic rule that was ever written. Um, Homiletic is a big word for for preaching or um, the art of preaching. And they generally teach you to, you know, have like three points and and, and call it quits. Well, this Sunday, you're getting 10 points, okay? So bear with me here. Um, This this is my top 10 words of wisdom um, for you guys, the high school graduates. But if you are not a high school graduate in this room... Um, don't fall asleep on me, okay? There, I think there's a lot of uh, good nuggets of wisdom in here that, that we can all um, get something from this morning. So um, as we get started, I'm going to ask that you uh, pray with me and for me. Father, when we hear your voice today as we study and hear your word. May we, upon hearing it, understand it. Upon understanding, may we believe it. And in believing, may we obey it. And in obeying, may we be scattered from this place called St. Matthew's in the days allied ahead and make a whole lot of Christ. We ask this humbly in the name of Jesus. Amen. So our church and our student ministry um, over the years has had a, a goal and a mission for you, our students, and, and that is to mold and shape you into world changers. And we get that from Matthew 28, the Great Commission, um, that, that Jesus gave all of us. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so I want you to know that, that, that this church, as you have heard from Reagan and J.D., um, is intentional uh, on doing just that, on molding and shaping and impressing upon um, our, our young people. Um, the love and grace of, of Jesus. So starting at number one, um, each of these has a, has a scripture that, um, that it's rooted in. Number one is, comes from Proverbs 27, 17. Um, and they'll, they'll be on the screen over here. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Um, so um, I share that to say that it, it matters who we surround ourselves with. Um, it, our, our friends either pull us towards Jesus or pull us away from Jesus. And our, so like we are either influencing people or people are influencing us. And so to ask ourselves that question, hey, um, are, are the people that are in my closest knit circle, what, what are they doing? How, how are they, um, what are they impressing upon my life? How are they affecting me? Are they pulling me closer to the throne of Christ or pulling me farther away? Number two comes from Philippians 4.8. Um, which says this, that finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, 
think about such things. So I say this, and y'all probably, students have probably heard me say this before, when it comes to um, choosing our media choices, um, we ask ourselves, would I view or listen to that with Jesus by my side? Would I invite Jesus to come sit on the couch with me and watch whatever that is? Would I invite him to, to look at, watch me, look what I'm looking at on my phone or my computer or listening to in the car, whatever that looks like? Say, hey, like, is, is whatever I'm allowing through my eyes and my ears, is it honoring the Lord? Is it building me up um, in, a, in a godly Christian way? Because the, the enemy, as, as we all know, uses um, tools like, like media to, to subtly deceive our thoughts away from God's holiness um, and, and what God values and what God desires. So we want to make sure that our media choices and are always honoring the Lord and honoring God. Number three is 2 Peter 3.18 that says, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, so I want to say that, hey, we, you, are not um, graduating from church, right? Um, there's there's a, a, a large number of students that once they graduate high school, if and when they come back, it's often not until their 30s. And I, I don't want our St. Matthew students to be part of that statistic, right? To stay plugged in to St. Matthew's, to find a church um, at, on the campus, near the campus of your school, wherever you find yourselves um, in August, um, and get, uh, get plugged in there. Um, so we want our, our, our private worship, um, what we do, um, our, our worship that we do in devotional times and listening to worship music to outweigh our public worship, right? Let that outweigh what we do here together. Number four is be regularly involved in a college ministry of your choice. Uh, whatever that looks like. Um, the Wesley Foundation, Baptist Student Union, Reformed University Fellowship, Campus Crusades, um, all of those things. Whatever, whichever one um, you find your niche in, I want to encourage you guys to, to get plugged into to those things that are on your campuses. Because um, these are going to be your, your youth group away from home, your church family away from home. And the Christian community is, is God-designed us to be in community. He didn't um, design us to do life on an island by ourselves, but he designed us to be together as a, as a church, as a youth group, um, things like that. That's God, God's design for, for us. And one of my biggest regrets, seniors, is this, is that I didn't do that. I didn't get, get plugged into a college ministry. Um, and, it's, and I really, really, really regret not having um, that influence in my life over um, that four-year span. And so I really um, I want to impress upon you guys to, um, to, to get, get plugged in there. Number five is 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20. It says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. And uh, so it, it's really, I think, kind of interesting to think about that our bodies don't belong to us, that our bodies belong to our creator. And um, to think of our bodies as being a sacred dwelling place with the Holy Spirit, to be a sanctuary, a house of worship is what our bodies are. Um, they belong to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that, that created them. And so um, we need to, to know and 
we, we know this, that God's blessing is found in God's boundaries. And that everything that the enemy promises us is, is just a mirage. Like what Satan promises us never comes true. Think about that. Never, ever does it come true. Um, not even once. So Satan may, may promise us pleasure, popularity, things of that nature. Um, but in the end, it, it's all a deception. It, it's all a lie. And, and, and think about that our, our current decisions that we make, um, whatever that, that may be, limit future possibilities. Our current decisions will limit future possibilities um, later on. So I think, and I believe this, I know this, um, that, that one of the greatest gifts that um, you could ever give your future spouse is, is your virginity. And, um, and say that knowing that, hey, like if that gift has already been given, that God's grace is sufficient for you and for all of us. Number six, never forget your roots. Your roots are the biblical morals and values your family has instilled in you. Brett Baker has already um, given you that challenge um, to not forget where you're from. So don't try to be who someone else or the world wants you to be. Um, Our identity is is only found in Jesus. It's the only place our identity is found. It's not found in our culture. It's not found in the world. Um, It's only found in, in Jesus Christ alone. And I believe that this came from uh, Pastor Andy Stanley, um, he was at North Point in Alpharetta, Georgia. He said that if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Think about that. If we don't stand for something, we'll fall for anything. So if we don't stand on the word of the Lord, um, we'll fall for anything. And I heard somebody say this once, that, that when we exchange the God of Scripture for the God of self, we will justify our sins and we'll justify Maybe immorality, whatever that looks like. So when we exchange the God of Scripture for the God of self, we justify sin. Because we all know that we are living in what's called a post-Christian culture. And we've, uh, you may have heard that there's a, a high school football coach that was, that was praying on the football field by himself on the 50-yard line and lost his job for doing that. And now he's going to the Supreme Court of the United States. Um, to, to fight for his Christian values, to fight for his job back. Um, so we, we know that um, biblical principles and values are, um, are frowned upon um, in, in, in some places in our, in our world. Number seven is Psalm 2714. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Wait for God's best, because you deserve the very best. So when you're looking for um, that future um, husband, that future wife, um, I want to encourage you all to search for someone who is passionate about Jesus and puts him first in, in all of life. And, um, and also someone that treats and respects you as the most precious person on this planet. Y'all remember the, the TLC so- song that said, talks about, I don't want no scrubs, right? Y'all don't want no scrubs, okay? That, that's what we're talking about here. We don't want no scrubs. So use this time in, in your, your singleness to, to become God's best version of you. Use this time to become the Christian man or woman that you want your spouse to marry 
or the Christian man or woman that you think your future spouse would want to marry. Um, we, we all know that, that social media can add a lot of pressure and stress, anxiety on us. Um, we, we get deceived and think that, that we have to maybe look a certain way or we're missing out on something if, if we don't have this or we're not doing that, right? Um, and we need to understand that, that people always put their best out there on social media. They, we typically don't put our, our worst of days and our, our worst of things in our world out there. And, but, but the reality is that, that we sometimes grade ourselves on someone's very best, at our, what they think is their very best anyway. So um, just be reminded that, that again, our, our identity is found in Jesus, and we're not missing out on something um, that, that may be uh, seen on, um, on our social media feeds. Number eight is live on mission for Jesus. Never back down from taking a stand for the gospel. Be the moral and ethical leaders of your friends and of your, your generation for the sake of the kingdom of Christ. And um, always view life through the lens of, of Jesus and his word. Um, and also, you guys remember the, the bracelets that, that we all used to wear? Some, I think some of you guys still have them, the what would Jesus do bracelets. Um, I think that's such a great thing to live by, is what, what would Jesus do in, in this situation? Um, I, I heard a quote from Tony Evans. He's a, he's a pastor and author out in Texas. He said that the gospel is not just a ticket to get to heaven. It's also the open door to bring heaven to earth through you. Or we could say through us, all of us in this room, that the gospel is an open door to bring heaven to earth through you because um, we are his vessels. And uh, so the idea is, right, don't choose comfort over calling. There's going to be times in our lives when, um, when God's going to call us to do things and uh, the, to stretch us, to get us out of our comfort zones and to, to grow us, to mature us in our faith. And we want to be able to um, to answer that, that call when it comes. Um, speaking of Tony Evans, his daughter is named Priscilla Shire, if you, if you know that name. Um, and she said this at a, uh, at a conference for college students called Passion a couple years ago. Uh, she said, I will not be politically correct before I choose to be holy. Think about that. I will not be politically correct before I choose to be holy. So, um, are we going to be able to, to stand up for our faith and when a teacher or maybe a friend wants us to do something that our Christian values um, are uncomfortable doing? I, I, I work with a college ministry called The Journey. So it's a college retreat similar to a walk to Emmaus in Crescio. And we had a student several years back that shared that she was in a drama class at Mississippi State and um, the teacher wanted the class to do something that she was completely uncomfortable doing. And she had to make a decision um, if she was going to do what her teacher asked or not do what her teacher asked um, and follow her, her, her Christian values in that. And so my encouragement to, to us, all of us, is to, to make that decision now. Don't make it when we're in the moment. Go ahead and, and choose today. And this is, this is what I'm going to stand on. This is what I'm going to lean on um, when, when those moments um, uh, arise. I heard this analogy recently, and I thought it 
It made a lot of sense, and it has to do with uh, traffic signals. Uh, so, so traffic flow works because we all agree on the same instructions, right? The red means stop, green means go. Uh, but if somebody um, wants to change those truths and make red mean go and green mean stop, then what's going to happen? Like bad things, wrecks, <laughs> destruction, chaos, confusion will happen. Uh, and so we say that to say that we want to always be, be leaning on God's truth and always leaning on, on God's word because we know that, that generally where there is confusion, the enemy is, is in that, in that confusion and bringing that confusion on. Um, meant to share this in the beginning of this one, but Colossians 3.17 says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. Number nine, we're, we're getting there, all right? Y'all with me still? Number nine, um, live life in 24-7 worship. Worship is a lifestyle. Um, it doesn't just take place on Sunday morning. Um, we want to be the hands and feet of Christ everywhere uh, we go. Matthew twenty two thirty four says, The greatest commandment that, that Jesus gives is to, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor. So we want our hearts and minds to be in this continual posture of worship um, as we go throughout our days. And to think about, hey, my, um, I might be the only Bible that somebody reads. Um, think about the, the, the influence and impact that, that, that my actions, that my words um, have on people. That, that I may be the only example of Christ that someone has um, in, in any, any given time. And um, you guys know whenever we get into or we're going, going somewhere in the church vans, I always ask you guys um, this one question, and that is, who are we representing? And you say we're representing our, our families, we're representing our church, and we're representing Jesus. And to say that whenever we, we get into that vehicle, and with the, it says St. Matthew's on the side of it, we're wearing that label on us when we go and get out of the vehicle. And people will, will, will know um, who we're representing and if our, our actions, our words, our behavior should reflect that we, we just got off of a church van, right? So um, encourage, encourage that reminder of always thinking about, hey, who am I, who am I representing um, out in the world? Um, last and certainly not least is number 10 is make scripture authority in your life. Fall in love with the Bible and be students of scripture for the rest of your life. And never stop allowing the Bible to change and transform your life and the lives of others. Because um, we certainly believe that this is, this is our call as believers, is, is to, to change and transform the world. Um, James 1.22 says, Do not merely listen to the word and say deceive yourselves, but do what it says. So when we, when we talk about biblical authority, um, authority is simply submission. Um, we submit to our, to our parents' authority. We submit to law enforcement authority, to teachers' authority, um, all of those types of authority in our world. And, and, and Scripture applies to us in that same way, to submit to, to, to what it teaches us, to what it commands of us, to what it promises of us. And sometimes in, in life we have to... Um, we have to put what God says over what we wish God had said. We've got to put what God said over what we wish God had said. Y'all ever been there? Like, God, I, 
mm, I can't believe, do I really have to do that? <laughs> you know? um, so we, we've all been there. Um, and let scripture dictate our desires and our dreams and our future, right? Like, God, um, I want everything to be about honoring you with my life. God, break my heart for what breaks yours, Lord. Like, that's what our desire is. Break my heart for what breaks yours, God. Um, anybody have ever heard of John Ed Matheson? He's a, a Methodist preacher from, from Alabama. And, and he said this, and I love it. He said, God's word gives us boundaries, and he doesn't make mistakes. God's word gives us boundaries to live in, and he doesn't make mistakes. Um, Hebrews 4.12, you guys have all heard this. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Um, and as Brother Andy says a lot, he says, I believe this stuff, y'all. Um, and I, we're, we're called to, to believe this stuff. And so just in closing, um, our, our small group leaders, our, our Sunday school teachers, Brother Andy, Brian, Beth, the, your entire church family, we've all been focused on that one mission of molding and shaping you um, into um, students that, that change the world for Christ. And so I want to encourage you as you guys start this new chapter of, of your lives to, um, when you find yourself in, in a new mission field that, that's not Madison, Mississippi, that, that might be Starkville, it might be Oxford, it might be Hattiesburg, um, Birmingham, uh, wherever you find yourselves, um, is, is to bloom for the Lord where, where you are planted. And, um, and, and take Christ with you um, everywhere that you go. And the final challenge is this, is to, to, to be the Christian leaders. I think St. Matthew's students um, building you guys up to be Christian leaders in this world um, of your friends, of your peers, and, and to go from this place um, to change the world for Christ. Amen?